Another day and another Florida Gator becomes a Missouri Tiger. Plus, will Missouri look for a quarterback in the portal with a bunch of movement at that position? Let's talk about all that and the Ohio State-Missouri line movement coming up right now on Locked on Mizzou. You are Locked on Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hail you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. And let's talk about, again, another Florida Gator becoming a Missouri Tiger. A bit of a trend here, it would seem. Of course, Tyron Hopper, who's unfortunately going to be sitting out the Cotton Bowl against Ohio State for the Tigers. Obviously, he had a really nice two-year run for Missouri. And Trevez Johnson, another safety, another defensive player, I should say, a safety who transferred from Florida to Missouri. Trevez was certainly a solid contributor this season. Well, now Chris McClellan, a defensive tackle, a rather large defensive tackle at that, checking in at six foot three, 320 pounds. He was a four-star recruit out of high school, a three-star transfer, according to Rivals.com. What all that means, I'm not exactly sure at this point. I'm not sure we've actually dialed in the recruiting rankings in terms of the portal at this point. But, you know, you do have to say, when you get somebody from the portal, you generally are going to know what you're getting. I would, you'd think you'd hit on a higher percentage anyway than you would on high school kids. But, well, as the Missouri basketball team has shown this season, you know what? Portal portal additions are not a guarantee for production. But I will say I think Missouri has done rather well on the interior of the defensive line, especially since Al Davis became the Missouri defensive line coach, whether it is Josh Landry or Jaden Jernigan or, or Christian Williams. There's just been several guys on the interior of the defensive line and really just the defensive line in general that have really popped from transfers it's really impressive what Missouri has done up front defensive line-wise because, honestly, everybody wants guys up front, whether it's the offensive line or the defensive line in the portal. So the fact that Missouri has done so well taking guys from pretty big programs like Oregon, Baylor, and now Florida, put a, hopefully Chris McClellan is the latest guy to come in and be a plug-and-play guy on the interior of that defensive line. At this point... I don't even really have a lot of deep, deeper analysis than that. I'm just trusting Al Davis and this staff, Blake Baker, of course, the Missouri defensive coordinator, to make this work. So, Chris McClellan, welcome to Columbia. Now, of course, in the last week or two, I brought up that Jabari Johnson the former Missouri Tiger now entered the transfer portal. A lot of speculation that he was going to end up 
at Oregon State, closer to home, and that's exactly what ended up happening. Jabari Johnson, now an Oregon State Beaver, a lot closer to home where he's from, Tacoma, Washington. Of course, there just wasn't a lot of obvious paths to playing time for Jabari Johnson. So good luck to that young man, fairly undersized at his position, definitely a good athlete, can move around outside of the pocket and all that good stuff. Be interesting to see what ends up happening with Jabari Johnson. But speaking of quarterbacks who didn't have an obvious path to playing time, well, Jake Garcia was Missouri's addition in the transfer portal last season at the quarterback position. Former former big-time recruit, five-star guy, was originally a USC guy, transferred to Miami, Florida, then to Missouri now. Well, he's on the move once again. Obviously, Garcia being the third stringer behind Sam Horn and, of course, the starter, Brady Cook, as well. Nothing real obvious there in terms of, hey, how am I actually going to get on the field? Just didn't seem like it was going to happen for Garcia. So I got to assume he's going to have to transfer down to at least the group of five level, somewhere where he's going to get a a more obvious path to playing time. I don't know. Perhaps he thought he had a better chance of beating out Brady Cook that ended up what happening. Obviously, Cook ended up performing, I think, at a higher level than just about anybody could have expected last season, which means that he's the obvious starter for 2024. And now with Garcia gone, with Jabari Johnson, gone to Oregon State as well. Seems pretty obvious that Sam Horn is your backup, and as far as a third-string quarterback goes, well, at the moment, it looks like it's going to be true freshman Aiden Glover. Of course, he'll be a true freshman next season, so that's caused a lot of people to speculate and wonder, will Missouri be in the market for a quarterback in the transfer portal this offseason? You know, I could see it happening if there's another depth piece out there, like a Jake Garcia, like Jack Abraham the previous season, but quite frankly, I don't know that that's a great use of resources. I think if you're if, if Missouri somehow ends up in a circumstance where somebody other than Brady Cook or Sam Horn is starting a game next season, it's probably pretty safe to say that the season hasn't gone as well as Missouri fans would have hoped or expected. So to me, using a lot of time and resources in terms of not only in terms of name, image, and likeness money, just leave all that aside for a third string quarterback. I think you're fine. You're fine with just running with the the true freshman to me. I don't think Missouri should be worried about entering the portal for a quarterback. Now, next offseason, that could be another story. Now, of course, it's not all about guys leaving Missouri. A bunch of guys announced that they're returning next season as well, including Mookie Cooper, who on my previous episode with Jay Stevens of Locked On Buckeyes, I actually sort of was was off the top of my head, said, well, he had Mookie Cooper had a nice final season at Missouri. I ended up cutting out the next minute or so because, well, Mookie announced that he's returning. And by the way, Jay Stevens actually correctly corrected me and said, hey, are you sure he's not going to come back next season? I thought, you know what? You're right, Jay. I'm not sure on that. So I cut out that whole thing, but regardless, because it ended up being not very timely. That's my point. But regardless, long story short, Mookie Cooper is going to return next season, which in my opinion is really good news for Missouri. Speaking of a position where Missouri doesn't need to get into the transfer portal, in my opinion, wide receiver. I think Missouri is absolutely set 
at wide receiver for next season. Of course, with Luther Burden coming back. I think Theo Weiss is likely to come back next season as well. So that's a huge, a huge benefit for Missouri and Brady Cook, the whole offense next season. I thought Mookie Cooper, listen, he's never going to quite live up to his five-star billing from high school. But that's okay because even if he's not a number one wide receiver in the SEC, if Mookie Cooper is your third or fourth option in the passing game, you're doing pretty gar- darn darn good because that guy is absolutely a speed burner and a really good wide receiver who figured out a way to, to get a niche last season, in my opinion, made a bunch of really important catches that kept drives alive, moved the chains, and helped put points on the board despite the fact that I don't believe Mookie t- scored a touchdown last season season but don't let that fool you he was a really important part of the Missouri offense and with him and the guys I mentioned and Marquise Johnson I think with another season under his belt Makai Miller as well I think Missouri is set at wide receiver next season so Mookie Cooper coming back is is really good news for the Tigers in my opinion And at the safety position, Joseph Charleston officially announced that he's back, but it seems like recently Blake Baker let it slip that Jalen Carlisle is probably not going to be back next season. He said, quote, Carlisle is a physical specimen. Can't wait to see what he does in the NFL next year, but I'm looking forward to see what he can do on Friday. So that seemed like a pretty good indication that Jalen Carlisle is not going to be back next year. So a safety in the portal could be a possibility. We saw another young safety, Tyler Hibbler, enter the portal. So again, we'll just have to see what happens there. I don't know that safety is going to be a gigantic priority for the Tigers, but with Carlisle not coming back, it wouldn't exactly shock me if they added one. And coming up, of course, we got to talk about the Cotton Bowl on this Cotton Bowl Eve. And you know what? A lot of heavy line movement since we last talked. Moving toward Ohio State, what does that tell us? Well, a lot of breaking news from the Ohio State side we got to get into. But first, if you think you're too late to get Cotton Bowl tickets, well, you are incorrect, my friend, because there's a thing called Game Time. Yes, the Game Time app is the absolute best way to get last-minute tickets, including to the Cotton Bowl. If you want to drive on down to Dallas, maybe you happen to be in the area, hey, you can get in the building the cheapest ticket, 97 bucks. Hey, that's a lot cheaper than it was about a month ago. So again, Game Time. It's the best way to get tickets. You can see exactly your vantage point just by scrolling down. It's the easiest thing in the world. Can you imagine back in the day when we used to have to mess with scalpers and stuff in person? You'd actually you'd get fraudulent tickets and that kind of thing. You'd get you'd get boned over occasionally. Well, you're never going to get screwed over by game time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On College for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms do apply. Again, create an account, redeem code L O C K E D O N C O L L E G E for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. 
Thanks for making Locked On Mizzou your first listen every day. For your second listen, check out Locked On Sports today for the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Again, subscribe to Locked On Sports today on YouTube for the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. You know, coming into the Cotton Bowl, just a lot of talk about motivation, of course, for Ohio State. Certainly, if the fan bases are any indication, well, Missouri is going to be the more motivated side. No doubt about that. As Ohio State reportedly has sold less than two-thirds of its allotment for the Cotton Bowl. So, I'm imagining a pretty Missouri-heavy crowd here. Maybe even as much as two-thirds of the crowd will be Tiger fans. We'll just have to see. You all have to report for me down there in Dallas on what that crowd looks like. But, you know what? Maybe the Buckeyes want to win this game, though. The actual team, forget the fan base. It's understandable that a team that has been to bigger bowls than this, been to the college football playoff in the last few years, is maybe not quite as excited for a Cotton Bowl where their starting quarterback has entered the transfer portal and that type of stuff. But of course, if you go look over at FanDuel Sportsbook, Ohio State now three and a half point favorites. There's been just a ton of line movement in this game here just over the past few weeks. Ohio State, of course, opened as a six and a half point favorite. At one point, that had swung all the way to Missouri being favored by two and a half points and when I was talking to Jay Stevens I was going Jay is Kyle McCord really worth nine points that seems like a bit of an overreaction but of course it's not just about Kyle McCord their former quarterback who transferred to Syracuse no of course Marvin Harrison Jr. the big time wide receiver who is a quite possibly a top five top ten pick in the NFL this coming season if he chooses to declare. Well, I think a lot of people are interested at the fact that Harrison hasn't said anything one way or the other. It made you think, gee, is, is he actually going to play here? Is this just gamesmanship by Ohio State? I'll be honest with you, this is all just a guess for me at this point. But considering the word was a day or two ago that Marvin Harrison Jr. did not practice for Ohio State, I think that's a pretty good indication he's not going to play in this ball game. I could be wrong if he ends up suiting up in the Cotton Bowl tomorrow. I'll eat my words here. But you know what? If I had to guess, I don't think Marvin Harrison's going to play in this ball game. If he were, he'd be practicing, right? That just makes logical sense to me. But obviously some other significant players as well. Travion Henderson, the Ohio State running back, well, he announced he's playing. He was a real bit of speculation there. We had no idea what was going to happen there. Well, mystery solved. Travion Henderson going to be playing in the ball game. Also their tight end, Cade Stover, is in for Ohio State as well. So perhaps this is part of the line movement. Maybe more people for Ohio State opting in than maybe you would have thought originally. I still think Harrison is not going to play, but if you look at the other side of the ball on defense, as Jay Stevens pointed out, it seems like most of that defense is going to be intact for the Buckeyes come Cotton Bowl on tomorrow. And one more transfer portal note for Missouri. The Tigers added Murray State punter Orion Phillips recently, and that tells you, well, Missouri just was never totally pleased with its punting situation last season. Of course, Missouri kind of bounced back and forth 
with that job between Riley Williams and Luke Bauer. And, of course, Luke Bauer made one of the great plays in Missouri history down in Lexington, Kentucky. That fake punt, deep pass, threw it about 40 yards in the air, by the way, to to Speedy Johnson, just one of the great plays I've ever seen in Missouri history. I, I genuinely think that's an incomplete pass. I, I don't know that Missouri wins that ball game. Obviously, Missouri dominated from there on out. Maybe I'm maybe I'm overanalyzing momentum a little too much, but I honestly don't think I am. I think without that play, who the heck knows what happens in that ball game? So we'll always love Luke Bauer for that. But the bottom line is Missouri. Going into the portal here for a punter, that kind of tells you that they weren't totally pleased with that position last year, and they just think it's something that they can upgrade. So again, Orion Phillips, Murray State punter, hopefully we can get that, that net punting average up a few more yards next season. And you know what? Did you see Eli Drinkwitz in Dallas with the cowboy hat on? Oh my goodness, that was one of the most Eli moves of all time, much to to my amusement, by the way, and the dismay of his haters. Well, I want to talk about why I think Eli Drinkwitz leans in to the hate, why on this Christmas season here, on this holiday season, why we can say Eli Drinkwitz really is a heel. So I want to talk about that coming up here in just a little bit, but first let's talk about FanDuel Sportsbook because as the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, now is the time. The app is so easy to use with a whole wide range of betting options, including, by the way, with the Cotton Bowl, you not only could obviously bet on the spread, the money line, the total, but lots of props available now, including Cody Schrader's rushing yards, Brady Cook's passing yards, Luther Burden's receiving yards, basically anything you can possibly imagine. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the bowl season and the NFL season in style. It's FanDuel official partner of the NFL. So just in case you didn't get the reference on the other side of that break, well, I was talking about the Grinch, folks. Yes, in the song, you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. You really are a heel. Well, what's a heel? That's kind of an old phrase, right? A bit of an old-timey phrase. Well, a heel is a bad guy for all intents and purposes. Yes, I did it. Hit the ringer, I said, for all intents and purposes, but... For real, I'm always fascinated by people who are heels in real life. And what I mean by that, actually heel is a is a professional wrestling phrase too, for the bad guys, for the guys who are out there to generate a reaction, a negative reaction from a crowd of people. And especially against a crowd of people, that's a fascinating bit of psychology to me because... 90% of people, maybe even 99% of people, and I'll, I'll throw myself into the vast majority here, most people want to be liked, right? That's kind of natural, and, and there's a lot of danger in a big group of people or crowd turning on you. In fact, I think that's actually what people are afraid of when they say their biggest fear is public speaking. 
I don't really think that they're afraid of speaking. I think that deep down what they're afraid of is the mob or the crowd of people turning on them. So the fact that there are people in this world who not only are heels like the Grinch or I would argue Eli Drinkwitz, but they embrace it and they love it. And that's what's fascinating about Eli Drinkwitz to me because clearly he's a guy who gets under the skin of other fan bases and even other reporters. Heck, I have a colleague, I won't mention his name because he didn't tell me to say this on air, but he absolutely cannot stand Eli Drinkwitz. One of well, somebody who's been on this program, he's like, he was he was just an arrogant jerk to me basically when I was a reporter. Well, we've seen a bit of that from Eli Drinkwitz over the years, haven't we? And my point here is that when Eli Drinkwitz wore a hat, a cowboy hat, which frankly he looked a little bit dorky in, to be honest with you, wasn't exactly his look. Do you think he thought he looked amazing in that hat? No, he knew he didn't look great in that hat. He knew that it would get under people's skin, like perhaps Dan Mullen, the former Florida coach, right? Just for example, you know, just lots of people, every Arkansas fan, for instance, I'm I'm sure saw Eli Drinkwitz in that hat, rolled their eyes, possibly fired off a tweet, making fun of it, blah, blah, blah. Guess who loves every second of that? Eli Drinkwitz. Guess who also probably likes it? His players. Because have you noticed that football players, a lot of them like to show off and wear ostentatious outfits in the pregame and all that kind of stuff. So to have a a relatively young coach like that, he's willing to put himself out there and and just not only not only get under other under under people's skins and other fan bases, but actually embrace it too. I think it's kind of fun to be honest with you. I enjoy when other fan bases hate my coach. It's all entertaining to me. So the fact that Eli Drinkwitz feeling himself a little bit, even in his dorky hat, I I rather enjoyed the heel move there by Eli Drinkwitz, the Grinch, on this holiday season. But hey, thanks as always for joining me here on Locked on Mizzou. Of course, going to have more on the Cotton Bowl tomorrow and a post-game show as well, either Friday night or Saturday morning. As soon as I can turn it around, I'll have it for you without a doubt. So thanks as always for listening to Locked on Mizzou, and I'll see you tomorrow right here.